0: Good morning, church. How's everybody doing today? Good. Anybody excited to be in God's house today? That's right. Y'all are the 830 crew. All right. You got a plan. All right. You already know what you're having for lunch today, I bet you, right? You got all your Christmas presents bought. They're already wrapped under the tree. You're ready to go. All right. You guys know what's up. I don't have any of those things ready, so I'm not there with you. But I am here with you today, and I'm excited uh, to have the opportunity to share the word with you all today. Uh, I just want to thank Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Amy just for the opportunity uh, to be able to bring the word today. I, I absolutely love just being able to share, uh, communicate the Word of God, and I'm just believing that God has a word for us today. Uh, and I can see that clock is already rolling. so I'm not I'm not used to this having to go do four services things. So we're gonna pray, we're gonna get into this because I got a lot of stuff to do. I could go on for a long time. Cowboys already played Thursday. I don't have a football game to get home to today. All right, so let's pray, though. Let's get into it. God, we just love you. Uh, God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you that you are a God uh, that is here, that is with us, God. God, we just thank you uh, for this season, God, just for this season of Christmas, God, understanding what it's all about, God. God, we pray that you would just begin to fill our hearts uh, with just faith, God, just faith for for you to do what you do, God, for you to be God, God. And so, God, we love you. God, we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's get going, right? Let's get started. You know, it seems like just kind of in today's world, in today's age, there's a lot more things to be afraid of, right, than there were years ago. All right, just the fears, the things that we have to to worry about and to be afraid of, it just seems like over the years has just escalated so much more. Like as you were a kid, like, you know, we had fears. right, we were maybe afraid of of leaving the door uh, uncracked, that there was going to be a a monster or something scary under our bed. Uh, My kids are just scared to let the dog out into the backyard at night to go to the bathroom. So that responsibility kind of falls onto my lap. But but you have kind of some of those fears as a kid, but when you get older, those fears kind of evolve, right? Those fears shift, those fears uh, begin to change, and so now we've got grown-up fears, right, They're not those little kid fears, we've got our grown-up fears now. We're worried about the economy, uh, wondering how things are going to go there. We're worried about the potential of losing a job. We're worried about high interest rates. Anybody tried to go buy like a car or anything lately? Like car prices are high enough but then the interest rates are crazy too like what you can get for your money today versus what you could have got you know 5 10 15 years ago is just crazy and it's like we're staring at these these real life fears these real life things that we have going on and it's like it's just it's just crazy and when we look at our world you know we see things are just out of control right we see everything that's happening over in the Middle East we got all this talk about the upcoming presidential elections you know some of us are probably afraid that artificial intelligence is going to eventually take over the world but like look we know as Christians we know that as believers like hey it's going to get a little weird it's going to get a little crazy it's going to get a little bit wild as we get closer to our Lord's return And, and, and there's some people that will actually say that that fear is the opposite of faith Alright, there's a lot of people that believe that fear is the opposite of faith, but when you think about it, when you look at it, like fear is actually faith. But it's putting your faith in the wrong place. It's putting your faith in those worst case scenarios. And and we have to know and we have to understand as as believers, as the church, that fear is not something from God. It says in Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love. And of self-discipline. And so as we are in this Christmas season, we're going, to be, we're going to be going through all sorts and bits and pieces of the Christmas story. And When we look through the Christmas stories, we see several times in there that God is telling us that we don't need to be afraid. He's telling us to fear not, to not have fear. And so we're going to go into it. We're going to jump right into the Word today. We're going to be looking in Luke chapter 1. And so if you have your Bibles, you want to follow along, we're going to be kind of jumping in some different places. Uh, Everything's going to be up on the screen for you as well, but just to kind of set the stage and kind of see what we have going on here, we're in Luke chapter 1, and when we're looking there, we see Mary, all right? We've got Mary. Mary steps onto the scene, and we know Mary, all right? Mary is the mother of Jesus, but here we're looking at younger Mary, all right? We're looking at teenage girl Mary, all right? This teenage girl Mary, she's dating this young stud named Joseph. All right, she's dating young Joseph. He, he's looking good. She's, she's, she's feeling it. And you know, Mary, she had a plan. All right, she had a plan. She knew exactly what was gonna happen with her and Joey. All right, Joey, that carpenter boy. They had dreams. They had aspirations. Maybe they were gonna open up a cabinet business. Maybe they were gonna open a table business. Like, who knows exactly what those plans were, but they had plans, all right? They were engaged to be married. They, you, know, you know how it goes. They had that date picked out. All right, the date was already booked. It was set on the schedule. They had their reservation confirmed down at the Bethlehem Wedding Chapel. They had that money set aside. Maybe they had dreams and aspirations of having this nice honeymoon out on the beach or somewhere exotic. You know, you know how it goes, right? You know, they had that plan, all right? They were gonna rent an apartment together. Maybe they were gonna enjoy each other in marriage for a couple years, and then maybe later on down the line, they'll have that first baby, all right? They had a plan anybody been there before you had a plan all right you you, you thought you knew what your life was going to look like you thought you knew exactly how things were going to go and, and I don't know about you but sometimes I like to plan I used to be a planner I used to have everything laid out I used to know exactly what it is that I wanted to do but then I got married all right and my plans just kind of they I just kind of I, I set those plans to the side all right, no, I'm just playing. But I did learn, and it used to get at me so much because I would have to have this set schedule where things had to work out exactly my way, right? But anytime that plan changed or that plan shifted, it kind of threw me for a loophole. And we're gonna see that that is exactly what happened here with Joseph and with Mary. God interrupted their plans. Don't you guys just hate that? Like you've got that plan and it's like God comes in because he's God. And he interrupts our plans. Why? Like, why does God do that? We have to know and we have to understand that God's purpose does not always match our plans. Like, his purpose does not always match our plans. We see in Luke chapter 1, 26, that God's ways are higher. And so we see in verse 26, it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary, she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, "Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you." Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. And I love I love the wording there. Confused and disturbed. You know, Mary's like, "What is going on here? Like like hold on a second. Like why me?" Like, like, why me? Like, what are you going to ask me to do? I love it. She's not just confused, but it says she's confused and disturbed. And I love that Luke chose the, those words there in that passage. Not only am I confused, but I don't like this. Like, I, I, I don't know what's going on here. Like, like, what is happening? Like, God, I had a plan. We were going down to the Bethlehem wedding chapel. We were going to have that honeymoon on the beach. Like, I, I have a plan. Like, God, don't mess with my plans. But God interrupts Mary. God interrupts her plan and I've discovered and learned this just so many times throughout my own life and it's just knowing and realizing that a lot of times that disturbing interruption that God has in our lives is actually a divine invitation for us. That disturbing interruption, that thing that, that just bothers us, that thing that has us confused, like God, what is it that you're doing? It is actually a divine invitation. God, like, you're interrupting my plans. Like, you can't do that. You can't, you can't mess up my plans. And God says, no, I'm not messing up your plans. I'm inviting you to my purpose. Like, I have something planned for you. My ways are higher. Says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to give you a hope. Plans to give you a future. Like, we have it planned out. We have it the way that we think it should go. But we have to understand that sometimes God's got to knock us off our rocker a little bit and say, look, I've got a better plan. I have a better way. And you look, God loves to do that. Like all throughout scripture, we see so many instances and examples where God interrupts people. Like God had to go in and interrupt Moses with a burning bush. Like, can you, I mean, can you imagine that though? You're just walking and this bush is just up in flames. I'm like, I'm calling a fire truck. Like, I don't know what's happening, but you know, he he interrupted Moses with the bush and said that, hey, I need you to go and I need you to deliver my people. He interrupted David when he was out tending sheep and he he wanted to interrupt him so much because he needed to be anointed to become king. Like that, that plan was not only interrupted on David's front, but his dad as well. Like his dad didn't even give him the invitation there. Like he just left David out in the field, but God said, no, I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for you. Saul was just, just strolling down the road and boom, God interrupts him with the big light, blinds him so that he can finally actually see what's really happening. I love Jonah. Like Jonah thought that he was just going to get in a boat and escape to, escape to Nineveh, and God said, nope, let's bring on that big fish, gulp, and just swallows him up. Like God has a way of interrupting our plans and messing with what we think we need to do, with what we think is right in our life. And I, I love Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. It says that you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. You can make many plans, but his purpose will prevail. See, God may interrupt you. There are going to come times in your life where it seems like God is going to interrupt you. Like, man, I, I thought I knew what I wanted. I thought I knew what I was supposed to do. All right, maybe you had, had this plan. You, you thought that there was someone that you were going to marry, and it, it just didn't work out that way. Like when I look at, you know, when I even I look back at my life, like before I met pastor Alyssa like I was in a relationship with this one girl for over four years like you know kind of in your head your mind like man you kind of feel like if you're with somebody for that long like maybe that person is going to eventually be your wife but I'm so thankful and so grateful that God had a better plan that God had a better way that God knew exactly what he was doing like maybe you thought that you were going to go to to a certain school And God ended up having a different plan for you to go somewhere else. I know in my life, like God actually sent me to, or I I went to the first school, that I wanted to go to, that I thought I was supposed to be at. And after putting a year and a half of my time in there, God said, no, no, Alan, I'm calling you into ministry. You need to get your butt into another school, into another program. And I'm just, again, I'm so thankful and I've seen it in my own life that even in times where I thought I've had a plan, where I thought I knew what I was doing, where I thought I I I was doing what I should, like God had to come in, interrupt myself and say, hey, I've got something better for you. I've got a better plan. I've got a better way for you. And so in Luke 29, again confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. She tried to think about what the angel could mean. Anybody ever try to do that? Like you want to know, like what does this mean? Like what is happening here? Like like that's that's great, but what does it mean? All right, I need to know. I need all the details. I need you to lay it out for me. I need step by step instructions as to what's going to happen, how this is going to work. You have to know that you don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. Like, we don't have to see the end of the road, all right? We don't have to see. We just have to have enough faith to take that first step and then to take that next step. And a lot of times, we want to know exactly how it's going to play out. And I, I always like to kind of use the analogy, anybody, anybody ever do connect the dots as a kid or maybe you like doing adult connect the the dots I know they've got like adult coloring books and things like that so maybe they have adult connect the dots too but you have all these dots you know just kind of scattered around on a piece of paper all right and if you just you know kind of try to look at one of those dots by themselves it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense if you just isolate a single dot but once you connect all those dots together that's when the picture actually comes into play and so we have to understand like hey we're not always going to see the full picture from the beginning but if we trust God if we're faithful to follow his will his plan for our life all of those dots are going to connect together and eventually we're going to see that that beautiful big picture was there all along that God knew right from the start exactly what he had intended to do and so we see next that the angel speaks in verse 30, the angel speaks and says, "Don't be afraid, Mary." Angel speaks. "Don't be afraid." Like I don't know. Anybody, anybody think you would just be scared of just an angel being there in general?" Like I was like, "What did I do, God? Like, am I in trouble? Like what's happening?" The angel speaks, and it's like, "So don't be afraid." Mary, the angel told her, "For you have found favor with God." OK? I can, I, can, I, can, I can go with this. Like, I have found favor with God. Like, that's, that's awesome. That's great. And what, what is favor? Like, favor is that demonstrated delight. It's, it's visible evidence of God's blessing in our lives. It's the undeserved blessing that God lavishly pours out on his children. And I can just tell you that there have just been so many times in, in my life where I have just seen, you know, seen that favor, just seen the way that God loves his children we have to know and we have to understand like a lot of times when we think favor like we just kind of go to like financial blessings like favor is so much more than that there is so much more to favor than financial blessings it's you know being in good relationships with people it's having good health like there are so many more elements to that I don't know anybody anybody want favor with God anybody like that like favor sounds good I don't know about you but I want God's favor like, I want God's favor in my life, and if you just were to put yourself in Mary's shoes in that situation, if I'm Mary, all right, I would never be Mary, just, I, I'd be Joseph, but if I'm Mary, just think, if someone is Mary, all right, and you're in that situation, and the angel says that, hey, you have found favor with God, I'm like, whew, sweet, like, God, you're gonna, you gonna pay for that honeymoon, Huh, you gonna do that? You gonna give me a, a down payment on that place so we're gonna stay? You gonna get me a nice chariot to ride behind this, the, the, this, this donkey? Like, like, what are you gonna do? Like, you're gonna hook us up, and the angel says this. The angel says, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He'll be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Okay. Like, that's cool, right? Like, that's cool. Like, hey, I, I, Mary's sitting here like, oh, I'm going to give birth to the Son of God? Like, whoo. On the flip side, it's like, mm, I, it's kind of more responsibility than I was hoping for. Like, I don't know if you've got a, you got a different assignment there. I mean, I don't know about you. I, I've got I've got four children. And as a parent, like, I'm nervous raising little baby sinners. Like, we've got all these little baby sinners, and like, that, that is nervous. All right? That is nerve-wracking. There is so much pressure and responsibility that's there, knowing that, hey, they're humans. They're going to they're make mistakes. They're going to slip up. They're going to do, you know, do things that, that kids do, all right? And I, I you know, I, I feel that. We get nervous about raising little baby sinners like can you imagine the pressure from Mary like you're going to give birth to the son of God like that's a lot like that's a lot going on and and that's sometimes the way that it works out sometimes God's favor doesn't seem favorable at first like sometimes it doesn't seem favorable ladies that 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 boy that man that boyfriend that, that you were hoping to marry like breaks up breaks up with you like what like what are you doing God But God has something better all right it doesn't seem like favor at first but God actually has a plan God knows what he's doing that that job that you have worked and you have prepared so hard for that you think you're going to get and you don't God has something better for you God has a better plan for you it doesn't always seem favorable at first, but we have to understand that God knows what He's doing. Sometimes God's favor does not always seem favorable at first. And so this angel says to Mary, like, "Hey, Mary, you're going to have a baby, and it's going to be the Son of God." And Mary asks the angel, like this is a very valid question, I feel like. Like Mary, a very valid question, like, how can this happen? Like, I'm a virgin. Like, how, how God? Like, literally, how?" Can this happen? It's not just impossible, but it's almost absurd-sounding. Like, no way. Like, how, how, does, how does that even work? Mary's like, no, I know, I know how it works, but, yo, angel, you know, I haven't, I haven't really done—you you know what I'm saying, God. Like, I don't understand. I don't know how it works that way. And the angel answered her and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy— the Son of God, for nothing will be impossible with God. And there in that moment, that's just that, that, that reminder that the angel is giving us, that the angel is giving Mary, is that, hey, with God, all things are possible. Like, I know it seems crazy. I know it sounds absurd. I know that you're confused. I know that you're worried. I know all these thoughts are creeping in. But with me, all things are possible, and so whatever it is that, that, that maybe you came into here today with, if there's something in your life that, that has just been weighing on you, there's a, there's a decision that you're faced with, there's, there's pressure coming from work, there's, there's maybe a, a sickness or a diagnosis that you recently got you know, from the doctor, whatever it is that is weighing on you today, you have to know and you have to understand that, that God can intervene, that God can step in. That God has a way, that God has a plan, that God has a purpose. Like, God, God can bring that right person into your life. All right? God could even change that wrong person and make them into a better person. Like, God can do all things. God can provide. Like, maybe you're here today and you're like, God, I just need, I just really need some provision in my life. Like just this season that I'm in, just this place that I'm in. Like I don't know, I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't know how it will happen. But God, I just need provision. Like God is able to meet any need, whatever sickness it is that you're faced with, whatever it is that's going through your mind, going through your body. Like God has the ability to heal any sickness. God is your savior. All right. Maybe you you, you walked in here today and you're like, man, my life is it's just a mess. Like if you only knew what i was doing yesterday what i did last night like i've got no business even being here like god says no i came for you i came to save you there is no person that is too far from god all right there is not anything that you can do to outrun his grace that you can do to outrun his love that you can do to outrun his forgiveness you know, maybe you're here and you want absolutely nothing to do with God. Well, you need to know that God wants everything to do with you, all right? You may not want anything to do with him right now, but he still wants everything to do with you because he sent his son, Jesus, for you, for you. We have to know that God can reach anyone. God can reach anyone, and all things are possible with God. And so, if you're here today, and maybe you're asking yourself, like, hey, I'm not sure I don't I don't I, I've got this decision that I'm faced with this this thing that's upcoming like what is it that God is asking you to have faith for like God is just I believe that God is calling us all to have just a little bit more faith just a little more faith and you're like well God I, I, I do believe but even if you remember if you remember the, the the father who needed Jesus to heal his son like God I do believe but help me with my unbelief so maybe you're like hey I, I've got faith but I, I've still got a little bit of doubt I've still got a little bit of concern. Like, God can help you through that unbelief as well. Or maybe there's something that God is asking you to do. Or there's something that God is asking you to believe. Maybe maybe for some of you, like, God is asking you to start a ministry, to get on a team, to get involved here at the church. Maybe God is asking some of you to go back to school. Maybe God wants you to, to, to get a new degree, to start a new career. Like, God, God has asked crazier things. God has done crazier things. Like, if you remember, this is, this is Virgin Mary, Son of God, like uh, God can do crazy things. So don't think like, "Mm, God, that's not me. Like there's no way I could ever go back and do that. There's no like, God, I'm, I'm 60 years old. I can never go back to school. God can do a new thing in anyone. All right, God can do a new thing in your life. Maybe there's something that God is wanting you to give. Like there's something that you have that God is wanting you to give. Give to somebody else. Maybe there's something in your life that God is asking you to give up. Like, there are some things that God wants to do in your life. And maybe there's, there's some of you here today where God is just wanting you to trust him with your finances. God is wanting you to trust him with your time. God is wanting you to trust him with your talents. Maybe God is wanting you to break up with somebody. Like, say, so anybody, anybody ever been in a bad relationship and you just had to get out of there? Like, you, you see it now, but, you know, maybe in this moment, like, there's somebody that you got to get rid of all right maybe there's some some mending maybe there's some broken relationships within your family that God is just wanting restoration to be brought to you know maybe you're just needing to believe for healing uh in your family a friend maybe you need to witness to a friend that needs to hear about Jesus all right you're sitting here in this room today that's great that's good for you but who do you know that needs to be sitting here like who do you know that should be sitting in that seat beside you like we all know somebody all right, we all know somebody that needs to hear about Jesus. We all know somebody that needs to receive his love in the same way that we have. You know, this angel tells this teenage girl, like, hey, you're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. Fear not. You don't need to be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You know, in that moment, like, I, I just feel like Aunt Mary realized, like, hey, this, this is how it works. Like, I don't, I don't have to worry about the outcome. I don't have to worry about what that looks like because I know that God's, God's role is the outcome. Like, God's part is the outcome. My job, my role is just to be obedient, is to just be obedient. Like, God, you are gonna take care of the outcome. You are gonna control the future. God, you know the plan. All I have to do is be obedient. And some of you today, I just really believe that that's what God is calling you to. It's just obedience, just obedience to take that walk in faith, to take that step in faith that says, God, doesn't make sense. I don't necessarily understand it. I can't see more than five feet in front of me. But God, I trust you. God, I trust that that, that you know better. That you know what is gonna happen, that you know what lies ahead. And I love just love mary's response in luke chapter 1 verse 38 it says that mary responded i am the lord's servant may everything you have said about me come true mary responded i am the lord's servant may everything you have ever said about me come true i am the lord's servant Come on, anybody, anybody here today struggle with that? I am the Lord's servant. I think a lot of times we think that, that God works for us. We think, like, God, you're my servant. Like, God, I need this. God, I need you to do that. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. Like, we serve him. We serve him, church. Like, he's, he doesn't work for us. We don't get to call the shots. We don't get to lay out, out the plan and say, God, this is, this is, I mean, we can have plans and we can kind of have that conversation with God, but it's not our shot to call. All right, it's not, we, it doesn't work that way. I am the Lord's servant. And so, God, I know that, that, that what you have laid out in front of me, like, God, it, it, it looks scary, but God, I trust you. God, I'm going to trust you in this. Whatever it is that you're facing today, whatever it is that's weighing on you, we need to know and we need to understand, like, hey, we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to have that worry. We don't need to have that fear. In 2 Timothy 1.7, we know that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. You have to understand, like, this, the, the, this story that we read about Mary, like, it's not just some far off make-believe story that, that just happened in the past that was just about Mary and nobody else. Like that same God that was with Mary is the same God that is with you, the same God that is with me, the same God that will be with us forevermore. We have to understand that that same power that was able to allow the Virgin Mary to give birth to the Son of God, that same power is alive in you and me. Like, it's all here. It's all for us. It's not just for Mary. It's for you. It's for me. Do not be afraid. You don't need to worry. You don't need to have that fear. The Lord is with you in the same way that the Lord was with Mary. Love the words. I am the Lord's servant how is it that God is asking you to serve him today? Like, what is it that he's laying on your heart? What is it that he's he's dropped in your spirit? What do you need to trust him with today? Like, I understand. I I get it. Like, we live in a world where we have so much, so much that, 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 that we just naturally want to worry about, so much that we just naturally want to be afraid of, we need to understand that we can trust the Lord with all our heart we don't have to lean on our own understanding all right we don't have to lean on our own understanding we don't have to understand it all for it to make sense we just have to know like hey God the outcome is yours I'm just going to be obedient I'm just going to surrender to your will I'm just going to surrender to your way and so if you're here today, if you're in this place and you just really feel that God is just laying something on your heart that you need to trust him with, that you need to fully submit to his will, that you need to fully submit to his way, you just need a little bit more faith. If there's something that God is just wanting you to trust him more with, just raise your hand today. If there's something that, hey God, I just I need to trust you more in this situation. God, I need to stop worrying so much about the outcome. I need to stop worrying so much about what the future holds. And God, I'm just gonna trust you in it and maybe there's some of you here today like this this god like this this jesus that we're talking about maybe you've actually never had the opportunity to start a relationship with them all right this 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 faith this obedience like all these things like it it sounds great and you're like hey i want to i want some of that i need some of that Like I've spent so much time of my life, I've wasted so much time of my life trying to find peace in the wrong places, trying to find faith in the wrong places, believing in so many of the wrong things. So I wanna put my faith in somebody that will never let me down. I wanna put my faith in somebody that will never leave me. I wanna put my faith in someone that will never forsake me. Like there is a God that created this entire world, this entire universe that wants a relationship with you. That's all he wants. He just wants a relationship with you. And so if you're here today and you want to maybe start a relationship with Jesus, I just want to invite you to say this prayer with me today. Just everybody with every head bowed, with every eye closed, you just say, Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. And I know that I've made mistakes. But I believe you sent your son Jesus to take my place. So today I start a relationship with you. I turn my life over to you, and I turn away from my sin. God, today I make you my Lord, and I make you my savior, and I put my trust in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, if that's you today, if you made that decision to follow Christ, I just wanna encourage you to just lift your hand right now as you're seated, our team, we want to make sure to, to make note of that, to follow up with you and that decision that you made. And we're just believing, church, that God is going to do amazing things in this season, that God wants to fill us with faith, that God wants to just elevate our faith to believe that he is going to do everything that he said he's going to do. Pastor Steven's going to come close for us at this time. Amen. Come on. Can we sing?